and welcome to another new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Talking to you right now is the Goshen News Sports Editor, Austin Huff, and alongside with me is our valiant Goshen News Sports reporter, Evan Leepak. Evan, we uh, we had another week of local sports, believe it or not. They happened, um, and uh, I think it was a pretty entertaining week, all things considered. I agree with you. Every week is a blur at this point, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we do have local sports every week, and this week was no exception to the excitement. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the biggest fireworks we had were the boys' basketball state tournament sectional brackets coming out on Sunday night, and uh, everyone's favorite thing, the blind draw, worked its magic once again, uh, specifically in the Class 2A sectional 35 that we cover um, over at Westview High School, where number three Central Noble, 21 and one on the season, drew Westview, who is 16 and four, uh, considered to be the second best team in the sectional behind Central Noble. Uh, these two teams played twice in the regular season so far. Westview won the first one. Central Noble got them a month later in the NECC tournament. It's Central Noble's only loss of the season, that first game. And uh, the scheduling gods have decided they're going to play in the first round of the sectional. And uh, needless to say, the reaction uh, from me when I saw that was on point. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a doozy, needless to say. So They did it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was actually worse than the girls as far as the blind draw. We had some – there's a couple sectionals that were kind of messed up because of that. This one is really the only – from looking at the paper and looking at sectionals that we cover at least, this one's really the only one that's kind of lopsided in that regard. Yeah. So that's nice. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you, it's Westview and Central Noble, you know, that's that's potentially a sectional championship and yeah. they're going at it in the first round. Right. Kind of unfortunate. But it is what it is. They, they, I mean – they would have probably played each other eventually anyway. It's just getting it out of the way a little early. Obviously, Churubusco is a pretty good team as well. Mm-hmm, right, and Churubusco sits right there as the other semi or the other opening round game on that half of the bracket because it's a seventeen sectional. They could, they're sixteen and three. Their only three losses are to Westview once and Central Noble twice, and they get to play Prairie Heights in the first round, who's three and seventeen. Uh, I offended some Prairie Heights fans on Sunday with kind of uh, disregarding them in the brackets. So I apologize to Prairie Heights fans. I know we don't cover the the Panthers, but if you're listening, I'm sorry again. If they win, it's going to be hilarious. (laughs) If they win the whole (laughs) sectional now. Um, Even if they just win that game. I mean, it's still going to be a really really amazing feat for them, but it would just be funny because I'm sure people would come at you. How about those Panthers, Mm, Austin? Right. Yeah, I'd be a dead man on Twitter. Um, But, you know, I – I've, I've vented enough about the blind draw in the past, and it's just frustrating when you see it play out again like this, where, you know, you have three really good teams ranked. They've all been ranked in the top 10 of the 2 way poll this year. Central Noble is currently third. You know, Westview received votes. Churubusco received votes this week, or 2 way poll. I think I said 3A, 2 way poll. And, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, frustrating because when you look at the other half, and you know, East Side is having a nice season. They're fourteen and six. They draw one and sixteen Fairfield, and the winner of that game plays eight and eleven Bremen. You know, so like East Side, 
you know, on paper at least, can kind of cruise to this sectional final, and they're a good team, so they maybe not have to, they won't have to exert maybe as much energy, and they'll be relatively rested mm-hmm. going into a final against, you know, either Westview, Central Noble, or Churubusco, who had to beat up on each other. You know, it, this is how it played out kind of last year too with this bracket, where Westview drew Prairie Heights, who at the time Prairie Heights last year was a 15 win, 16 win team. And Westview had to win that game, and then they had to go play Cherubusco, who was like 20 and whatever. Like, Westview was 22 and whatever, too. And so Central Noble was on the bottom half, and they got to go to the final basically, you know, <laughs> for free because uh, mm-hmm. they were a r- really good team, and the other three down there with them weren't weren't above 500. Now, Cherubusco beat Central Noble in the sectional final, so having to play a tough team before the – Final didn't necessarily hurt Churubusco, but mm-hmm. Busco also got a bye. So last year, Westview would have had to beaten three 15-plus win teams to win the sectional. And this year, they're going to have to beat three 15-plus win teams to win their sectional too. It's just, to me, it's absurd. Um, Your frustration, unfortunately, is going to fall on deaf, deaf I ears, know. I should say. I know, say. it doesn't matter. Because people will tweet out that, you know, oh... Indiana basketball's made it this far with the blind draw. Like, it's not going to die because of this and whatever. I will say it's fun, though. I did enjoy the show. There is some drama to it. There is some drama to watching it and wondering where the teams are going to go. But, you know, I I don't know. Every other state, you know, does a variation of a system where teams earn their way to a one seed or a two seed or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of frustrating to watch it. It's fun, but it's frustrating, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, you know, Westview coach Ed Bentley, of course, will, you know, kind of coach speak almost of like, you got to beat everybody eventually to win the sectional. So, we're, you know, we see the matchups, whatever, and we'll go go from there. But, you know. He's probably slightly frustrated. I'm I sure. would be. I would be more than slightly frustrated. Um, and, you know, I don't. it's not that I don't think Westview, like, can't beat Central Noble. Like, obviously, they've proven they can't. But Central Noble is playing at an elite level right now. They've won 19 in a row, and they're beating. Every, I mean, they're literally beating everybody. So you know what that means, though. They're due. They're due for a loss. So if Central so. Noble loses this last week of the regular season, that means they're going to get it out of their system, right? And then go on a run. Um, and <laughs> then of course, of course, the uh, the blind draw, like the randomness of the regional two, drew it to where whoever wins that sectional gets to play Blackhawk Christian in the regional semifinal the number one team in 2A. So, even if Westview survives this insane sectional, you get to go play Blackhawk Christian in your first game over there at North Judson, uh, San Pierre. So, it is what it is. I mean, Good luck. Yeah. At that point, everybody's good pretty much. So. Right, but also it's like you couldn't even get like – that bracket didn't even fall for them either where they could maybe wait till the final to play them, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just another thing that didn't go Westview's way with this bracket, so – uh, it is what it is. Uh, I, you know, Ed, Ed will have that team ready to go. I know they will. He will, but it's no going to be a barn burner that Wednesday. Wednesday he's a very 7:40. intense coach. He's so. very intense. Yeah. <laughs> Next Wednesday, 7.45 p.m., that's going to be a barn burner over there in Topeka, man. That's going to be a great game. Um, so, yeah, that's really the only one. You kind of mentioned it. That was really the only one that had issues in terms of, like, the blind draw kind of hurting teams. Mm-hmm. Um the one in 4A at Northside Gym kind of almost fell perfectly, honestly, if you were trying to try to map this out. 
Um, you know, maybe some slight changes to the first round games, but other than that, I think it turned out pretty well. Um, Northridge at 16 and four, Warsaw 15 and seven, both got the buys. Uh, Penn eight and 10 will play seven and 14 Goshen on Tuesday. Winner plays Northridge and then Concord nine and nine versus Elkhart 11 and 10. Winner plays Warsaw Friday night. So in theory, uh, that bracket, for the most part, on paper, it's pretty even. All all four of those teams playing Tuesday night, they're all solid-ish. Like they're not overly, you know, star-studded, and, and it's not like you know Northridge had to play Warsaw in the first game. So uh, it sets up to, for a potential Northridge Warsaw rematch in the final. Um, so yay, perfectly blind, balanced. Blind right? draw gods actually got one right. So um, and Northridge, man, they are playing really well right now. So was Warsaw. They've both won eight games in a row. Uh, and the Raiders had a crazy win over Lakeland on Thursday that I was that I was at. Sam Smith hit a forty footer, uh, banked in a three to tie, you know, to win the game at the end. And uh, you know, Northridge is one of those teams, man, if they get going and you've seen them, you know, before, if they get going, like, they're pretty hard to stop. So would you agree that this is probably the most wide open sectional of all the ones we cover? Uh, I would say probably the 3A1, sectional 21 at West Noble is pretty wide open True. as well. Um, and honestly, our Bethany Christian one too as well, down in 1A. We'll, we'll get to those uh, here in a minute. But uh, we are very lucky in a sense where like we have three sectionals that we cover where you really can't predict the winner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, straight up. And even the one at Western, you can't predict it either because there's four four teams right now with 14 plus wins in that sectional at Westview. Like that's a really good sectional down there. So it's not as wide open either. So um, it's going to be really intriguing games, but um, it's kind of funny looking at that Concord Elkhart matchup um, in the sectional because uh, Elkhart and Concord played earlier this year and Elkhart beat them by 37. Mm-hmm. But since then Concord has won seven of 10 and they're nine and nine. Like if you had told me after that game that Concord would be nine and nine going into the last week of the regular season, I don't think I would have believed you. So it's going to be obviously a much different game. You'd imagine they're not. We gonna, hope they're not. <laughs> I mean, the odds are they're not going to lose by thirty-seven again this time. I would imagine it's going to be a more competitive game with the momentum they've built up in the last ten games, like you said. So, and obviously uh, Penn and Goshen in that first game on Tuesday, next Tuesday, five thirty p.m. over at Northside Gym. Um, you were at the first game, the regular season matchup between these two teams. Penn won by nine, but Goshen hung in there with Penn. I mean, uh, you know, what were you? What do you remember from that game? Obviously, you were there. What were some of our? Uh, what are some of your memories from that? Just looking back on it, I would agree with what you said. Um, honestly, Penn and Goshen on paper are pretty even, and they were looked pretty even on the court as well. Goshen started out slow, but they came back, made a close game. But they didn't hit shots when they needed to, and they had some costly turnovers as well during the game. But, you know, they make a couple more of those shots, and they take care of the ball a little better. It's not a nine-point game. It's going to come down to the to the wire. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a game that I think Goshen can definitely win for sure. But right. Penn has some athletes, obviously, who if they get hot, it's tough to stop. But at mm-hmm. the same time, Goshen has what it takes to beat Penn as well, in yeah. my mind. So Goshen, Goshen kind of have a, had a uh... – Frustrating past week or so. Lost to Laporte last week, which was a bad, kind of a bad loss. Uh, played Westview really well on Friday. Um, got it within four with four minutes left in the game, but once again they couldn't make shots down the stretch. And you know, 
Their team is young. They're a young team. Um, obviously, you've played a full season now, though. I don't know how much you can play the youth card anymore, but mm-hmm. you know they are still starting. You know, a junior, two sophomores, and a and a freshman right now. So, and it's so they, they most of the team will be back. This is a big learning experience here, and I think Michael Wolford alluded to that alluded to that after the Westview game, and uh, they have one last game in the regular season at John Glenn Friday. John Glenn is seventeen and four. So it's a tough task for the Red Hawks, but if they play them well, who knows? Maybe they get some moment, a little bit of momentum from that going into sectional time. And mm-hmm. Penn's a team that you know you played with. That's the thing is like Goshen's in most of these games. They haven't been able to close really many of them out, but they're in these games and they they rarely won. get blown out. They got blown out by Northridge. Right, really Northridge is their only like true blowout loss of the last month or so, mm-hmm. really. Uh, they've been in it with Warsaw. They were close against uh, – they beat Concord in overtime. Uh, they were close with Penn. They were close, you know, with – Played Mishawaka pretty close and for Mishawaka, a while, too. Yeah, right. So. Like, they, they've been in it, you know, Westview. Um, so, we'll see where the Red Hawks – what the Red Hawks can do. And, obviously, if they win, they draw Northridge, who's a team that, you know, blew them out by 22 uh, – last month so we'll see that's going to be an interesting sectional uh you know on paper should be Northridge Warsaw in the final but you can't count out Elkhart you can't count out Concord I think and really you know Penn and Goshen like if they get hot you know they're teams that could win a couple games so it's pretty cool having a sectional like that where there's not a glaringly awful team where it's like okay they're gonna lose by 30. That's the thing with Concord too right but Northridge and Warsaw obviously they beat Warsaw Mm -hmm. and then the game I was at, Concord Northridge, it was close all the way up until the fourth quarter. So I mean, they've right. proven that they can play with the two best teams in the sectional. So you really don't know what's going right. to happen, honestly. And, and Elkhart beat Northridge way back, second game of the season. But Elkhart beat Northridge, right? Warsaw beat Northridge. That's two of the four losses for Northridge within this sectional. Mm-hmm. So you know, like you said, anything can happen. So, uh, and then let's go down to the three A one here, sectional twenty one. Uh, at West Noble, this bracket actually turned out pretty fair as well. Uh, you get Tippy Canoe Valley at 16, six and fourteen, Wallacee nine and eleven in the first game. Uh, it's funny they're playing this Friday and then they play again on Tuesday in the sectional so back to back. So they That's can play back to back days. Um, so Tippy Valley is struggling this year. Um, Wallacee, you know, they're playing well. They they hung with Westview. Uh, for the you know they tried to make a rally against Westview last week. They mm-hmm. beat East Noble by 22. Uh, that was a good win for them. Uh, East Noble's kind of going through some struggling struggling points, but two. But you know that's a game that well, obviously should win, and they took it to him, which was good to see. Keaton um, Dukes, he's been balling. Keaton Dukes is a, yeah, he's a force, man. 34 against Westview. Yeah, that's insane. He was just throwing up the ball and was going <laughs> in. It was impressive to watch for sure. It was like me at the YMCA, you know, back in seventh grade. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the time. Spitting um, image. Yes, probably. yes. Uh, size and all, I was bigger then. Um, and then the winner of that game plays Northwood, who's 12-8. and eight, And Northwood, they're starting to maybe figure it out here. They've won three in a row. Beat Lakeland by 14 on Monday night. Beat Tippecanoe Valley by almost 40 points last week. Hmm. Um, Elkhart Christian win in there, beat him by 39. You were at that? It was 29. 29. 29. Sorry, Elkhart 80-51. Christian. I yep. wasn't a math major in college. So. And to be fair, Elkhart Christian, and they're missing a few people. They're right. missing a couple starters. But they really did a good job of keeping 
it closed in the first half, mm-hmm. but Northwood eventually, with Cade Brenner, you know, they got things going in the second half, and it was right. a blowout. But, you know, that game, it was a little closer than maybe, you know, the score indicates. Yeah, I like Cade Brenner and Ian Rash. They're kind of playing well right now for them. Uh, and like I said, the victory over Lakeland by 14 last night or Monday night was a nice win for them. That is an impressive win. Yeah, I would that, agree with on that. the road as well. So that's a good victory for them. They seem to maybe have found their mojo. They had lost five or six in a row there, mm-hmm. and maybe now they're figuring it out again. You know, maybe. Um, and it seems we'll, like it on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Yeah, they've scored at a high rate the last three games, and that's obviously been. Right. A big part of why 76 against yep. Tippy, 80 against Elkhart and Christian, and then 61 against Lakeland. So that's mm-hmm. good. Up, you score 60 plus points in a high school game, there's a good chance they're going to win it. Yep. You know, so uh, yeah, so they'll get the winner of that. And the first semifinal game over at uh, West Noble will be the host Chargers 10 and 9 against Lakeland, who's 9 and 11. Uh, West Noble had a nice win over the weekend, they beat Angola by 20. At Angola, um, that's another one of those games where uh, I watch West Noble play that game, and I'm like, man, like if they play like this, like they could win that sectional. You know, this is a wide open sectional here, and West Noble has the t- you know the two guards Miller and, and Kripe, and if they're scoring like that, if they're playing like the way they played against Angola, like watch out, like they they could be a four, like they could easily win that sectional, like no doubt. So Lakeland West Noble are like. You know, they're looking in the mirror. Right. They're very similar. <laughs> they're doing the Spider-Man yeah. point. Yeah. So not not only by records, but just like the way their starting lineup looks, the way their roster looks, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. In the first first game, it was the first game I actually ever covered, right? Yeah. Back on January eighth. We were 8th. there. Yeah. Yeah. West Noble won a close one. So. Yeah. It's a good game. So I mean, it could be like that again. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. So, mm-hmm. Quick shout-out to Lakeland senior Braden Bontrager, by the way, becoming the program's all-time leading scorer in that game against Northridge last week. Um, he passed his brother Cameron on the all-time scoring list, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. He scored 31 points in that game. In 13 the over- rebounds, right? 13 yeah. rebounds yeah. in the overtime loss uh, to Northridge. Uh, he's a heck of a player. He's, you know, he's really good. And, and again, like – in a sectional where game, where all the teams are pretty even, you know, he could be a guy that maybe carries like makes the difference, right? Yeah. Like a one player, like even like Dukes for Wawasee, if he goes off in a game, right? Like that's a guy who could carry his team to a win. Um, so it's too bad it was overshadowed a little bit by that by that yeah, Sam Smith heroic. buzzer beater. I mean that that was an incredible shot. It's I still can't believe it went in. Um, and he got fouled, so so they would have won either right, way. He probably would have made at least one of the three free throws. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. So he's pretty clutch from the free free throw yeah, line. He's pretty, Not only the free throw line, just in, obviously in pretty, general, he's pretty showed, clutch so. in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, the one A sectional at Bethany Christian. Um, the host Bruins get to play Elkhart Christian Academy uh, in the first semifinal game on Friday. The opening round game is Hamilton against Lakewood Park Christian, so Lakewood Park will probably win that one and play Fremont in the second game. Uh, none of the teams are above 500 in this sectional. Fremont, uh, they're 7-11, and but they play a really tough schedule, so I don't know if the Eagles are good or not, really. Um, the Sagarin ratings, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't know. The Sagarin yeah. ratings say the Eagles are the best team, uh, like analytically, but... It's probably based on their schedule. Obviously. Right, their schedule is so tough that like they get points for that. 
Bethany, they're under 500, man, but they've had a couple losses here recently that have been kind of head scratching. Mm-hmm. Lost to Liquid Park. Liquid Park is six and twelve, and they lost to them fifty to thirty-three two weeks ago. To be fair, they were missing Beck Willems. They were without Beck Willems, but also so. it just you know kind of a head scratching loss, right? They lost to South Bend Trinity on Friday uh, by seven. They lost last night Monday night to or- Oregon Davis. Uh, 42-41, all three of those teams below 500. So, you know, Bethany could easily be 12-9, and nine, you know, mm-hmm. or 13-9, and nine, something like that on paper. But those three games have gone against them. And I, I don't know who's I don't know who wins that sectional. Um, all I know is that the winner of that sectional will probably have to play Couts, who's number three in Class 1A um, in the regional semifinal. So, so you're saying enjoy the sectional Enjoy the sectional. Enjoy the week <laughs> leading up to the regional. And, uh, you know, may I don't want to, like, make a God God joke because there's three Christian schools in there. But, like, you know, do some praying. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see what the Bruins can do. That game against ECA, if, if the Eagles are 100% healthy, that could be a, a, a dangerous game for Bethany. So um, Bethany beat Elkhart Christian on February 4th by 7. So. You know, we don't know what we don't know what ECA will be. Obviously, health is a big big factor in all these, you know, all these games. They all could these- still win without them. The way that I watched them play, at least in the first half against right. Northwood, they have a couple guys that can really make shots from beyond the arc at a high clip. So mm-hmm. if you're making threes, doesn't matter who you're playing or who you're missing. If you're making those shots, you got a chance in any game. So right. So that's a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, for the sectionals, we will have a bigger, deeper dive into the sectional boys basketball preview. We'll do it next week on the episode and the podcast. We're going to have a guest. Um, we haven't been able to officially c- confirm it yet, but we will have someone on the podcast uh, in an interview, similar to Adam Yoder interview we had last month for the girls. We'll have a full-on, in-depth breakdown um, of the boys basketball sectional. So what kind of hint are you trying to give? I'm it's a coach. <laughs> he, is, he is a coach it's and a he co- is in it from the area in the area. Yes. So that's, that's that, those, those are the hints. Those are your hints. You can so. figure it out from there. Um, elsewhere across the area, we had the, uh, state wrestling tournament finish up this past weekend. Evan, we had some local guys do, uh, do relatively okay. Relatively okay. Relatively okay. Hey, Top eight in the state, nothing to sneeze at. First so, of all, just an accomplishment to begin with to make it there. Yes. To get to state is a heck of an accomplishment. We had three area guys get there. Wawasee's Alexander, Northridge's Coucha, yes. and Goshen's Olsen. Mm-hmm. So fourth, sixth, and eighth. Alexander finished fourth in the 126 weight division. Coucha finished sixth in the 195 weight division. And Goshen's Olsen finished eighth at the 126 division. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah. The, Alexander. the guy that we had go the furthest was Alexander, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously he had some issues after the last match. <laughs> more, more than just some health, issues. <laughs> some, some serious health issues, which is bizarre. Yeah, he, like he was taken to the hospital. He had some back leg and eternal injuries. Yeah, like, what internal, I mean, internal, not I, eternal. He's I not, said internal. No, he's an I eternal. Said, no. Like he's eternal. <laughs> yes, he has injuries forever. They're never yeah, going away. It's, it's an eternal injury. No. That's crazy, though. Yeah, wow. he, he apparently was having issues at the beginning of the day, Saturday. And from what I, I read another story that was a little more in-depth, focusing on like what happened to him, apparently he, like, when he went for a semifinal match, like, he couldn't, like, he could barely walk. And 
you have to like walk up to the scores table to like introduce your like check in basically with the score mm-hmm. and like he couldn't walk like up to the scores table like he had to like shout like his name to like the scoring person so he didn't have to like waste energy like taking steps right. like extra steps so like he got pinned in 28 seconds by uh Delaney Ruhlman from Bloomington South mostly because the dude literally was like internally like brutalized and had like one leg and a bad back so, so like, he actually went through with it they didn't stop he him. wrestled yeah he was he was committed to wrestling he's like I'm not I'm not gonna not wrestle but also like he cause like I mean you can tell he's a future marine right yeah yeah <laughs> he's, going to the, he's going to the marines next month they're like yeah it's not surprising um, but yeah tough as nails kid man he's only the second four time state qualifier uh, in program history at Wawasee um so yeah, crazy stuff, man. Kudos to him. I mean, you know, he's gonna try to give it his all. He's in the state semifinal match. You know what I mean? He's got a chance to it's make tough it to, the to finals. go that far and then be right. like, uh, right. And I'm then, really hurting, but and, I'm not gonna do and it. And like, yeah. you know, obviously, like the third place match doesn't necessarily matter, right? You're not wrestling for a championship, so that's why he injury defaulted and went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess I'll go to the hospital now. Um, so yeah, good career for the kid, man. Yeah, four times state qualifier. Yeah. 135 and 23 overall, 26 and 3 this year. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And one of those losses is, you know, forfeiting because of injury. Yep. So, and he literally left everything out on the mat. <laughs> like, he, he can't have, he can't say he has any regrets at all. Right. That's impossible to say. So. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, Coucha as well, um, did all right. Uh, lost 10 2 in that morning match. Uh, he took, the, he got the first two points, Coucha did, and then, Chesterton's took uh, over. Yep. Yeah, Gage DeMarco kind of kind of rallied and took control of that match. Um, he had a good career too, man. You know, nothing to sneeze at there. NLC sectional, regional, semi-state champ. Like, it's you, pretty good. Yeah, you can't ninety-four and eighteen overall. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Either anyway, you finish in the. I mean, his career is over, like you said, but you can't beat that. So right, right. And, he even uh, sprained his ankle too. Right, everyone got hurt, man. Nick Olson, Nick Olson, we don't even know what happened to him, but he didn't wrestle his seventh place match. So he must have been injured as well. So. Maybe. I mean, we don't want to speculate. Right, but. I have no idea. And Steve Craw, our, our veteran wrestling reporter, he didn't even know either. So he tried talking to them, trying to hunt them down after the matches, and like nothing, no response. It was interesting. Hmm. Um, but Olson's a junior. He's coming back next year. Um, 69 and 16 in his career records right now. Uh, so, I mean. I'm sure he'll be back in state next year, too. Oh, I mean, you better you hope, right? Unless, you know. You said he better. He, he be- better. He, he better, better be. Um, no, he hope, you hope he gets a, I mean, There's no guarantees, obviously. Other guys could move up to weight classes. He could move to a different weight class, and maybe it's tougher competition. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, it's one of those things where it just kind of fluctuates every year especially in wrestling wrestling's so weird to me yeah it just is mm-hmm. with the whole weight thing mm-hmm. just don't understand yeah it's because it's because you can go from a nobody to like one of the best wrestlers if you just like go down a weight class if, if that's what you need to do or whatever or vice versa it's just so weird to mm-hmm. me so right and i always think it's funny that like you know it's like 106 112 you know 118 like, it's all these, like, weight classes that are really close to each other. And then it's, like, you know, 185, 220, 285. Like, it just really explodes at the end. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a huge gap between all those. And, like, you could be 145 one week and then 
balloon up to 155 and you were wrestling at 152 then. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Yeah. All these one certain weight classes are close to each other and then it's like, ah, if you're over 200 pounds, forget it. You're just in one weight class, like, you know, so. Yeah, my, my dad wrestled in high school too, so he knows all about that. Wow. He was at like 115. He was in the, he was in the you know, lower weight classes, as you can imagine. <laughs> You've seen how skinny I am, so you'd imagine my dad would probably I mean, be just as, just as skinny, probably, you know, the jeans. So, yeah. That doesn't mean anything. But he stopped wrestling after his sophomore year, and I completely understand, for <laughs> sure. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, Good wrestling season overall. Congrats to everyone that got down to state, uh, placed. Uh, the teams in our area were, did well. And, uh, yeah, the fact we got a wrestling season in, in the during a pandemic, it's just victory in itself. So Why? Just because of how close people get? Right. And that was the one sport I think a lot of people were hesitant to, like, you know, are they going to be able to do wrestling? Because these guys are on top of each other, you know, wrestling for – that's that's about as close contact as you can get in a sport, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, the fact we got one in, it's good stuff, I think, and we got through it relatively unscathed. So, uh, kudos to everyone for pulling together and getting it done. So, and hopefully next year that place will be packed with fans. Yes. So, uh, quickly we'll do some boys swimming sectionals as well. Concord won the team title, uh, second year in a row, third time in four seasons they've won a sectional. Um, Northridge and Elkhart had the most individual winners uh, go to state uh, for each. Concord had two, Wawasee one, Goshen had one. Uh, so it was good balance, actually, all across. You don't usually – the girls won, it was only Concord and Northridge winning events. So it's nice to see five different schools get a winner. Uh, Goshen's one winner was Nick Zare on the 100 Butterfly. And uh, Wawasee's one winner was Nathan Harper in the 100-yard backstroke. Uh, so kudos to those two. For getting out in a tough sectional, um, and kudos you know, to Nick because the uh, butterfly—it's no joke. Yeah, that's a swam tough in one. high school. It's very hard. That's a tough one. Uh, so. <laughs> so yeah, should be interesting. They haven't finalized the state uh, final sheets, psych sheets, heat sheets yet because there's still one sectional like that just wrapped up late last night mm-hmm. or Monday night for some reason. So um, by the time this podcast goes out to the world, the brackets will probably have already been revealed, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Usually we know by Sunday night after the sectionals on Saturday, but we're still waiting for one of the sectionals to get done. It's weird. It's kind of, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, especially because state finals start on Friday. So, you know, there's some kids who might be tweening who have to practice or not practice, like they don't know. So I guess you just practice no matter what, but then it's like, yeah. man, I practiced for two days and I didn't, didn't need to do it, you know. Could have been eating potato chips on the couch instead of I had to swim for three hundred miles or whatever, you know. So yeah. the grind <laughs> so, never stops either way. So yeah, especially when it comes to swimming. Yeah. So, and uh, one other swimming note: you you wrote a story this past week about uh, Caitlin Simons from from Northridge. She's a diver, got third in the state last year, but she had a kind of interesting journey uh, to the United States to Northridge itself. Shameless plug. Yeah, it's on uh, GoShenews.com. Boom. Boom. Go take a look if you'd like. I'd appreciate it. Diving deeper. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a good five, ten minutes to come up with that. Yeah. I was just, just That's staring. honestly the hardest part is like the headline, to be honest. Staring blankly at the computer. I, I can write the story in like two minutes, but like the headline, I'm sitting there like, hmm, how do I make this good? Yep. You get people to read it, you know? That's because that's going to draw people in. But yeah, so. it was really it was really cool. Really awesome to be able to sit down, talk to them over the phone, both Caitlin and both her parents, Gerald and uh, Laura as well. Um, Like you said, 
it was kind of a tip off from you because you talked to Laura at one of the uh, one of the meets recently about that, and you mm-hmm. found out that Kaylin was adopted and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how this kind of got started. And yeah, she uh, she was adopted from China, and she was 11 months old is when she got to the states. She's been to state the last three years. Um, she went. She's competed internationally as well. Mm-hmm. She went to Montreal in 2019. Finished in the top ten in the finals there, which is a heck of an accomplishment for someone that young. And uh, mm-hmm. she, as far as college and future plans, she's uh, said she's talked to Nebraska and talked to Ohio State for college. And then mm-hmm. obviously the Olympics is something that she would hope, you know, she's hoping for in the future as well. So mm-hmm. really cool story from her, and I really enjoyed getting a chance to tell it, definitely. You know, you're officially a part of the Goshen News Sports staff. Now you've written a feature story, so congratulations. You've, you're, you've made it. Thank you. You have arrived. Um, so got another one soon too. Six, so six, stay tuned for six, that. Six podcasts and uh, and a feature. That's it. You're you're officially made it. So I've got a feature story I'm working on this week as well. Plug, a little tease. So look so out for that. As look well. out for that too. Uh, and then also this week we will have our all area girls basketball team, our all area coach of the year and player of the year, maybe more than one player of the year tees uh for the girls basketball uh area that from our coverage area so we will have that later this week uh you can see all of our content goshenews.com slash sports and in the papers you know we have we still do a print edition believe it or not and uh yeah should be a fun week you know there's not as many games going on this week boys basketball getting ready for the state tournament so you know, only Tuesday, Friday, really, are there games. And, you know, there's no girls basketball. There's no wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. there's no swimming until Friday. So we got some time here to, like, write some cool features and do some profiles. And, you know, worked out. It's working out like that. So it's pretty fun. It's always nice to do that mm-hmm. when you have extra time because the grind of seasons, you're <laughs> doing stuff every day as far as covering games mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's tough to multitask and do it but you know when you get some downtime it's nice to be able to work on stuff like that 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 first week of march man here we go boys sectional week that's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of work but it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking Um, forward to it i am as well so it's one of my favorite weeks of the year um so that'll wrap up another edition of the goshen new sports podcast thank you for everyone for listening we'll be back with a episode next week probably earlier in the week hopefully before the boys sectional preview or boys sectionals because we're going to be doing a boys sectional basketball preview so hopefully get that out to you monday night next week and uh we again thank you for everyone for listening and we will be back next week 